0: Hello and welcome to episode one of Stop Your People Need You, this very first podcast. Luke's here. Hello everyone. He's there. Uh, And today it's all about stability and hope. Two very important words, especially as we are recording this in the middle of a global pandemic. And we decided that this was definitely the right subject to start. And it begins actually on a, on a program that I've been delivering over the last couple of months, a, a global leadership development program for, for a big organization. And in part of that, there was the use of some research that was conducted by Gallup, right, Luke?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually comes, a lot of the work that we did was surrounding the book Strength-Based Leadership. Uh, a Gallup book co-written by Tom Rath and uh, and Barry Conchie uh, which looks into that concept of strength-based leadership Um, you actually you know said it every time on on the program when I heard you do it it was written in 2008 you know some of the things that uh, are that that we still work through you know go back years day back years this isn't about the global pandemic but actually it wasn't about the strength-based leadership part it was about some of the examinations they did into the emotional needs their people uh, needed to have uh, to experience from their leaders in order to feel engaged and connected. You know, we talk about connection a lot uh, in our organisation, connected to the organisation and to their role. Um, And they talked about four key factors, um, four key factors being that they
0: they were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they were uh, compassion and trust stability and hope. So you'll see that we've uh, selected two of those from those four. And the reason for that, actually, this is pretty obvious, but I'll give you the reason anyway. Uh, We asked the question of each person on there, which of those four things did they feel were the easiest to deliver? And no surprises here, they came back and said, trust is easy to deliver because that's about the relationship that I build with my team. That's about the relationship I build with others. And the second one was compassion because anybody has the ability to show compassion to others. It's a, it's a deep rooted behavior inside human beings. We can switch it on and switch off depending on who we are, but it is something we can do quite easily. We then asked them, which is the most difficult to deliver. And again, no great surprises there. Stability and hope were just, I mean, that was it. That was all anybody voted for, for the most difficult ones. Um, And so, you know, whilst we weren't surprised, what it did do is just reinforce how important it is that we all focus on providing stability, on giving people hope. And I think what's,
1: what would, Sorry to interject, That's there, right. Danny, but I remember, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to be in the studio most days when the, the, the filming is going on, the live filming. And I, I would hear uh, the, the engagement that you were having. And you could tell that actually some of the, uh, what they found as difficult was potentially, you know, listening to the way they were talking about the fact that they didn't have it themselves. Yes. So as opposed to it just being, I find it difficult to give people stability and hope right now because there is a global pandemic. That you know, a lot of the conversations led more towards, I'm struggling to fill that myself. And in turn, as a leader and manager, how do I give that to anyone else? So it's not just about leadership management. That's, you know, humans, how do we support our friends and our families around us, even if we're, if we're not feeling it, how do we do it for, for others? And I think that was key for me, that they were struggling to make that transfer because of the lack of feeling that they have. themselves. And I'd like to confirm that, you know, to everyone listening, they were working within an organisation that was not struggling. It's, it's got through the pandemic well, it's had exponential growth for the last decade you know, they are in a pretty stable organization. Indeed. And yet they were still feeling that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, this is where, you know, we, I mean, we we would talk about, you know, leading self first. You know, if you haven't completely, you know, got something yourself, you know, if that's a communication, if you're not bought into it, if it's a direction of the business and you're not bought into it, it's very hard to convince other people to head off in a direction that you don't believe in yourself. And it's the same with this. If you feel some instability, or if you feel a lack of hope in some way, shape, or form, then that's going to have an immediate impact on you, which makes it very hard then to convince others or to help others find some stability and hope in their lives. Yeah. And of course, loads of reasons for that. Yeah. Loads and loads of reasons for that.
1: And I guess the question, uh, you know, will always, we couldn't give the answer to everybody, but I think there's certainly some good examples on our journey
0: I've there absolutely is
1: nine months that, that have allowed us to think about well can you create it um and i think there are
0: you know the, everyday ways there absolutely are I, it, interestingly and i mean you know in the middle of rolling this out and you know it's top conversation it's top what we're thinking about and of course, constantly i'm i'm always trying to give people ideas give people you know some inspiration and say why don't you try this a really good friend of mine who works for a a huge global organisation, um, and again, have been, you know, really had to adapt their business to meet yeah. the challenges of the global pandemic. Um, and I, I picked up the call, a phone call to him over a weekend, and he said, oh, I said, oh, how's it going? He said, oh, mate, he says, you know, we're getting there now, we're starting to really see some, some sign of the future. And I said, how? You know, nobody else is talking that way. He said, oh, no. He said, quite simply, he said, our CEO has made a real clear statement to everybody. He said, We've all been messing about living one day to the next for months, not being able to plan, not being able to anticipate the future, kind of going, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, so I can't review nothing. And the CEO has made a clear announcement say... Well, actually,
1: didn't he say, weren't they all using the fact that the offices not being open was preventing
0: them? Correct. That's exactly it. Yeah. That was the biggest bit. It was like, yeah, when are the office going to open? Because I want to have this meeting. When are the offices going to happen? Because I want to deliver some ask, of this I training. I can't make a plan. I can't move forward. Yes. Until so I know, know when, when we're reopening until, and so, I, until, I, yeah. until I know exactly until I know. And so in turn, the CEO cascaded to the entire business. Let's assume our offices will not open until August, 2021. So that's it. Our offices are shut until August, 2021. Now start making your plans. And he said it was great because all of a sudden, he said, I now can go, right, I know where I am. Now I can start to think, how do I deliver things virtually? How do I make sure I connect with my team? How do I make sure I bring people together using the technology I've got? He said, and all of a sudden, he said, it does feel like business as usual, although it's in a completely different world. He said, nobody talks about, oh, what's going on tomorrow because it's now all about this is the way we currently work. And and Danny, I I have to say, when you told me that, uh, you
1: know, as, as a new business owner, so that for those of you that don't know me, uh, you know, I, I acquired the, uh, the business off the former uh, founder, well, the, the founder, uh, founding CEO uh, with a business partner, Kate, in February. So on the 28th of February, I signed the papers and within two weeks, we'd lost six months work. Since then, other than, a you know, maybe a morning of paralysis, I'm, you know, I'm not infallible, nobody is, I've really gone at it. So when you told me this, and I think it was probably early September because that conversation transpired in August, we had since rebuilt a website rebranded rewritten our uh, our culture uh, our culture map uh, diversified and gone virtual as a traditional um, training uh, face-to-face training organization yes we did blended learning but you know ultimately that's where we were so we built a studio you know i've been painting walls and we've really we've all been really hands-on so i got to that point and felt I've, ta- I've, I've tackled this head on. Talk about circle of influence and control and the things that I can't. Right, I can't control COVID. I'm going for it this way. And, you know, I, my, I felt really fulfilled and, and, and proud of the point at which we got to, and I still do. However, that one moment made me realise that all of those things were done with either that'll be great when we get back in the classroom or we'll do this until... I still exactly. had gap that, filling. I I was gap filling. I I still had that dialogue going on in my head without realising it, and that's where my shift came, because actually, what the question then became, or the the statement for our organisation is, well, let's just again similar, but what if we never? Let's go really really big. What if we never get back in the classroom? What are we then? You know, we've done all of this great stuff, but ultimately, let's not do it temporary because it was doing what we were doing in injustice as well. And I think when it comes to stability and you know, there's, a, there's a big thing here for me because in, in our world, there are a lot of buzzwords in all industries, there's buzzwords and things that fly around and the new normal is probably something that everyone, if they're like me, is fed up of hearing. Um, but the new normal, yes, things are going to change. There will, you know, things will change for, for, for good for some for worse, some for better, but ultimately things are gonna change and we're gonna to have to adapt and we're gonna to have to respond to external influences. But it doesn't mean that everything that got us to where we were today doesn't work. And in terms of creating stability, some of the things that I believe people, leaders, managers, businesses can do is try and cons- create some consistency. You use the word routine, Danny, you know. Yeah. Every Monday you get in the office, everybody has that informal chat, you know, the, the uh, yeah, the water cooler conversations, you can't replicate them, but what can you do to, to create that, some of those, some of those things that really mattered, that allowed people to feel a bit more stable, more structured. Is that fair to say? And to yeah. sound simple because that one decision by that business leader was really simple, quite quick. It was, yeah. Of- just get on with it, you know. But exactly, everybody responded.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So now imagine now you're in that situation, and you yeah. know exactly where you stand for the next year. And you think, right, what's really important to my team? Well, first of all, they love that Monday morning, have a coffee, get together, yeah. have a chew over the weekend, just see what everybody's up to. Okay, right, I'm gonna plan that session in every Monday morning from eight thirty to nine fifteen, or whatever it may be, whatever works in your working day. And actually that routine itself will create some stability, Mm. you know, and actually saying to people, this is now planning for the next 12 months. Again, that's leading towards hope. People can see the future. People can see where they're heading. And
1: also also the other one for me that's key is he he made a decision about the next 12 months. You you may not be a business leader. You may be just, uh, 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 not just, but you may be a team leader. You may be someone that isn't in a leadership position you know, the point is, well, actually, you've still got, break it down. You don't, none of us know, you know, there's tier four, there's tier three, there's so much going on. That's just in our country, let alone you people, organisations that have a global scale and lots of different things to consider. So let's not worry about next year just yet. What have we got to focus on? And how do we create stability? Because as we can do that, we can say, well, let's focus on these things. And at least focus, that focus should create some sort of purpose and meaning and stability for 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 everybody
0: well i mean just think about you know just behavior luke you know you know have some stability in your behavior if you're a bit sporadic as an individual so sometimes you're up sometimes you're down yeah that's creating instability people will never know whether it's jekyll or hyde that's turning up to the next meeting so create some stability in that create some stability in the language that you use yeah use words of optimism can and will you know talk yes lots and in turn, give people that feeling that somewhere in there, there's some stability in your approach, but also some hope in the way that you speak. Be but careful of the not, conversations. It's
1: not false hope either.
0: No, you, I've you, seen it's you're real. Talking, you're talking about the now, you're talking about
1: maybe some of the short term, break it down however you need to do it. You know, that's the point is the instability is in everybody's lives. And also, yeah. I think there was something that you touched upon around the, you know, when's the last time you had a, a, a video call without an agenda? you know absolutely someone may be working in a in a thriving organization but at home they may have may have somebody you know a a partner that has just been made redundant so actually instability may not on the face of it it's all we're stable our business our industry is doing well you know we're in you know groceries food you know you know it's it's brilliant we're booming but actually there's instability because there's more than one person to to feed the mouths or whatever it may well be
0: Well, this is it as well. And also, I think about, you know, the whole essence of how you set out your stall. And and, and interestingly, at the beginning of the pandemic, the fear, you know, in most business news was that productivity was going to subside, performance was going to drop off. All of a sudden, millions of people around the globe have been sent home to work. They've never worked from home before. Um, And in turn, our biggest fear is productivity is going to fall off a cliff. I want to do things. Read the news today, here in October, and guess what people are talking about? People potentially burning out. People doing way too much than what they're expected to do, but leaders not being able to manage or control it because people feeling an obligation to their organization to over perform and over deliver, which of course is admirable, but, you know, that that presents a very big risk of eventually that person being exhausted worn out which then leads to disengagement and all those things and i think you know what maybe it is a bit about routine maybe it is about reinstalling a bit of structure
1: well, into that, things what was that quote that you found the other day and it, i can't remember the exact statistic but it was high it was in the high percentile of people feeling that they had to show their body yes. that they were working harder
0: I think it was. I think it was uh, Forbes magazine that said, "Yeah, that sixty percent of people currently feel they've got to demonstrate to their leader or manager that they're working harder than they normally would because of working for, and, remotely and from maybe home." Maybe
1: that's the conversation for another day, and I'm sure it will. I agree. But you know, in terms of for me, you know, before we move on to that next bit around hope, I, you know, my closing point is: we, 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 no one has all the answers. But some of the, you know, I've always loved the saying forward to basics, what are some of the simple things that you can do the simple decisions that you can make, the simple structures and routines that will allow people to feel a bit more stable, it's not about creating false hope. It is just about creating actually not new normal with a bit of normality for people um, and, and, and trying to re- recreate some of the magic that may have been there before, you know, and and I think in turn, the next part that we talk about, the, the other one that was difficult to deliver is hope. You know, people Absolutely. feel either a lack of hope at the moment, but, you know, and, and and that in itself, that's another challenging one for all of us to, to try and feel, I guess.
0: It is because, of course, you know, there is so much uncertainty, you know, and, you know, what's the biggest detractor of hope uncertainty you know hope is about an anticipation of the future uh, in an optimistic way and at the moment most people can't imagine from one day to the next because you know in in certainly here in the uk um, and in what we certainly see on the news is that most countries are reacting day by day mm. to what's happening um, and so in turn that's bringing sort of an uh, inability to do that but you know i think i and, and i firmly go back to you know, this is a little bit, you touched on it before about, um, you know, circle of control and circle of influence. And, you know, if you think about Covey, Stephen Covey, of course, he, you know, he was the first person really to talk about this in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People back in the 1980s. Um, and he talked about, you know, reactivity versus proactivity. That was habit one. And in fact, within that habit, that was where that that language came from. Again, probably a conversation for another day. But um yeah the term proactivity his favorite phrase for this was to focus on your imagination not to focus on your history um now that's that's a really easy statement to make uh but right now but we can take something from that and that is okay so there's a load of stuff that i can't control there's a load of stuff i can't influence especially when it comes to creating hope but there probably are some things that you can do. They may be short-term focuses mm. because of wherever you are and whatever the situation you find yourself in, but I do believe they exist. And I often think about it's not what you say, but it's how you say it that can make a big difference. And the example I've got of that is uh, I remember a few years ago, a friend of mine was working for Sky Television, and they were doing some work with some of their um, their customer service teams and they said you know they said what about language and they were saying that um when a customer called up near christmas and said i'd like to get sky tv the person would say yeah no problem at all the unfortunate thing is we're really really busy we can't get an engineer out to you for three weeks and the person would say oh no way i've got to wait three weeks for my tv and they're like yeah i'm really sorry you know we're just really busy at this time of year and my friend went in and did some some work with them and just said, Look, think about the language that you use. And so they would say this and say, oh, The great news is, Mr. or Miss Customer, <laughs> is we can get an engineer out to you within three weeks. And they go, oh, I've got to wait three weeks. Go, oh, my word, definitely. Do you know what? That's really good time. Sometimes people are waiting five or six weeks. Yeah, yeah. And the customer would go, Oh, great, fantastic. Thank you so much. You see, hope is about language and how you create an environment. And that's the difference.
1: And also, you know, some of those are little ways in which you can create some of those short term, but actually from a, you you mentioned it about it earlier around that being consistent uh, in, in your behaviors, you know, your favorite saying, I can't believe.
0: Behavior lady, lady, behavior.
1: Oh God, I was going to say it before you. I wanted. To You're not
0: be- saying it. It's mine. You're yeah. not allowed to say it. It's yeah. mine. I, 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 I think whether, I should patent it. I don't know whether it is yours. I, I want to know whether it is actually <laughs> where you. Where you? I don't think money. it is mine. No. 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 However,
1: no. I wanted to be able to say that I didn't get it in before Danny did. But behavior does breed behavior. <laughs> and and I absolutely agree. There's the language, but also I've got a couple of examples. So for me, if I if I think about hope uh, as a business leader now, uh, one of the things that we did do i've already mentioned it is, is really try not to be blindly positive you know running around like a you know a cheerleader trying to say come on let's be positive don't worry nothing's going on no absolutely not that, that's no. not going to work but actually it's in your actions you know and i remember we furloughed you know members of our team we had to it was about our survival um and i remember always trying to check in with them and i remember one of them amanda saying to me do you know what I sit here every day, not in paralysis about my job, because I just see your intention with what you're trying to do, which was, was great for me to hear, but I'm not telling you that for my benefit. I'm telling it for, because actually I was coming in like that. I still do, that is, that is my job, but that's all of our jobs. It isn't just down to you know the managing director or the leader. It's about all of us creating an environment where you know, people can be hopeful, they can be optimistic, but not, it's not about creating this false sense of security um, for people, and you know that I think is really key. And even for me today, so here's my personal example of someone that gave me hope. An old client has uh, left uh, the organisation that I worked with her at as a consultant, um, and she left in January, starting up a uh, 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 starting in a new business. Covid hit, um, and I. What was really impressive is today she launched her new business, inspired by her t- uh, nine months. And in the nine months, she'd bought a new puppy and it's, it's puppy related. And, but I just read that and I thought there's not enough of that out there. You know, and and actually... Good you know, news fact, stories. Do you know what? There is enough of that out there if you're looking. I'm wrong to say that. Yeah, so yeah. Let me undo what I just said. There is lots of good news stories out there. If anybody, the week that we're in right now, let's not date stamp it, but everybody will know that they will see on social medias their local, our local butchers is doing, you know, m- meals for, for kids. There is hope out there. Those are the things that we've got to try and attach, our to, attach ourselves to. From a mindset perspective, one of the things I was taught my fourth day in PTI worldwide and I've been here 14 years was don't watch the news when you first wake up in the morning and don't watch the news just before you go to bed because you're gonna wake up and not feel very helpful you've got a weatherman when it's raining saying uh, yeah. sorry ladies and gentlemen but it's gonna be a miserable day and Guess what? Guess what? It's not (laughs) going to be a miserable day. It's just raining. You know, but the point is quite serious. Is don't fill your head with all of those because the media. You know, let's not get into it. But the media, you know, they're there to do headlines. There's not much hope when you read that. But if you dig through and surround yourself by the right people, I believe there is place for hope. I'm putting out. You, if you, if it comes to you, you will put it out there into into that universe. So I, I would just encourage people to try and create an environment where it is, but also for yourself. And I think this is important because this isn't just about people as leaders. For yourself, create some mechanisms in a, what allow you to block out some of that, some of the the negative if you're not already doing that, or and 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 look for those great stories, because I think there's lots out there and they make me feel great, I get energy from them.
0: Absolutely, and I think, you know, just going back to your earlier point, Luke, when you talked about your conversation with Amanda, you know, that's the difference between, again, going back to my, my Covey, you know, proactive versus reactive. If you went into that conversation and went, oh, Amanda, it's a nightmare, just bought the business, can't believe what's happened yeah. to us, <laughs> Corona's hit, oh, it's just a disaster. We've lost loads of work. It's unlikely that we might not be able to keep you. I don't know what we're going to be able to do. I I don't know about the future. But actually, you went into those conversations with a, check out all the stuff we've been doing. We've built a studio. We're creating a real interest in our virtual offering. Loads of people are looking at it. We've actually started to do some delivery on it. And all of a sudden, that crowd feels like it's got some real momentum in the future. And I'm not saying that every business has that opportunity. However... If you do have it, then you absolutely should be celebrating it, yeah. because that would be just that would be craziness yeah. not to tap into, even if it's just a glimmer of the future, because I can guarantee you this: when people turn up to work and they feel like there's a future, they bring their best self yeah. If they turn up to work and they feel there is no future, I don't know whether they bring their best self to that situation, I and so be- um, that's about not just, and go back to the behavior of these behavior. If you behave in a proactive way, guess what? People around you will start to behave in a proactive way as well.
1: Indeed. Well, look, we promised uh, ourselves uh, a time limit. We are just coming up to 25 <laughs> minutes. Um, hopefully you're all still listening and all tuned in. Thank you for taking the time to listen to it. We hope it's added uh, value for you today. Uh, our next episode will be out uh, in uh, a week from now Um, I think it is also worth mentioning if there are any subjects that you want us to cover please email us at action at pti-worldwide.com we will pick up on those subjects we will bring them in it might be an entire entire episode or it might be a subject but we will always answer your questions so again from me thank you for joining us
0: And absolutely, same for me. I I thoroughly enjoy these types of conversations and I look forward to sharing the next one with you. See you next time. See you next time.